you. Uh, I'm Serge Egelman, um, UC Berkeley and ICSI. Um, I mostly work in usable security, so somewhere in between HCI and security and privacy. Um, so I guess what I was going to talk about today is some ongoing work that's uh, in the very preliminary stages. So to give some background, um, we've sort of gone, you know, we've improved by leaps, leaps and bounds in terms of use, you know, usable security. Um, so, you know, maybe 20 years ago and prior to that, most security met, you know, mitigations were not really designed with any forethought about usability at all. Um, and this resulted in, you know, low compliance, so people trying to get around various security mechanisms. Um, there were really expensive training regimens to try and improve security on systems. Um, and most users really saw most of these security mechanisms as a chore. Um, and, you know, like 15 years ago, um, there were a lot of pioneer, a couple pioneering works that just quantified how bad the problem was. Um, but since then, it's gotten better, and there's been, you know, a lot of research um, over the past 15 years um, to improve uh, the usability of security mechanisms. And one way that it's improved is by actually addressing user needs and, you know, studying users, how they behave, and designing systems around users. Um, and so, you know, based on the literature, this is the user, um, and all the systems are designed for the user. Um, uh, and the problem with this is that, you know, this is a joke. Um, no one actually perfectly meets, you know, this description. Um, but, you know, most systems that are designed for, uh, you know, the average user uh, don't really take that into account. Um, and, you know, because of that, prop, many problems remain. So uh, one area that I've done a lot of work in is uh, security warnings. And we can see that, you know, when addressing some of the human factors with how people respond to security warnings. You know, we've improved some of the compliance rates. Um, but now, um, I guess unfortunately, Adrian is sick and is not going to be speaking after me about this problem specifically. Um, but basically, you know, what we found is, you know, despite all of the work that we've done to try and address, you know, the usability of security warnings and other systems, still about, you know, half the people ignore these warnings. So there's room to grow. And my hypothesis is that the problem right now is that by you know, looking at usability generally and catering to the average user, we're really only going to yield local maxima. Um, and instead, what we need to start looking at is individual, um, individualizing systems. And you know, there's been some work on personas um, and trying to you know, figure out how certain types of people um, usually very narrowly tailored, um, will interact with a system. But there's been little work on trying to you know, tailor the systems to an individual. And what I you know, am proposing is that you know, by looking at individual differences, uh, maybe we can come up with more dynamic tailoring to increase uh, security and privacy outcomes. And so, the goal for this, um, you know, a very high-level goal um, that I'm talking about here is having some sort of system that, you know, observes behavior over time, and based on those observations of human behavior, it can make inferences about the individual, and based on those inferences, certain customizations could be made. You know, maybe, in, you know, in the security domain, um, I showed, you know, the thing about warnings, so maybe some, maybe part of that might be changing the wording on warnings based on, you know, individual characteristics. So maybe someone who, you know, is more, you know, 
greater numeracy um, wants to see quantified risks in a warning message, whereas someone who's more you know, on the, the feeling end um, um, makes more you know, emotional reactions to things, maybe it just needs to be really salient and look scary. And so to do this, um, we started by looking at uh, personality traits. So the big five um, is um, one of the, you know, the most common, one of the most talked about scales in psychology. Um, and so to start, we looked at, we did a couple surveys where we had people do, um, you know, these uh, psychometric tests to, you know, the, measure the big five traits, and then we correlated that with some of the privacy uh, metrics in the literature. So there's the privacy concerns scale, um, IUIPC, and Weston. Um, so these three are all self-reported privacy preferences, um, which you know is obviously we know that's much different from you know observations of private behavior. And so we also looked at um, willingness to disclose sensitive information as a metric for privacy behaviors. Um, we also looked at you know social de desirability bias um, as you know maybe a mediating factor. And so what we found was that you know in fact several factors were statistically significant. So for instance, there was a significant correlation with uh, agreeableness um, and the Weston index. Um, when we looked at the security behaviors, we found that you know willingness to disclose. Uh, private information was inversely correlated with conscientiousness. That was uh, actually mediated by the social desirability um, and positively correlated with extroversion, which, you know, intuitively that sort of makes sense, right? So people who are extroverted are probably more likely to give out information about themselves. Of course, um, the effect size that we observed here was tiny. So um, about, you know, less than four and a half percent of the variance is explained. Um, and so, you know, that indicates, um, so we, you know, what we found was that uh, with regard to all the scales, this, you know, the effect size was tiny um, when looking at the big five personality traits. Um, and so that suggests that, you know, maybe that's not the best uh, psychometric test that we should be looking at. Um, and so right now we've been exploring other ones. So looking at risk aversion, impulsivity, uh, decision-making style. Um, since this is ongoing um, as I speak, we have some numbers for this, but I was not able to put them in in time. But um, to give you a little teaser, you know, for instance, what we found is that with decision-making style, the effect size there was you know, five times greater uh, than the big five personality traits. And so we're looking at combining a bunch of these to create a composite metric. And another thing that we're doing is looking at actual behavioral data. So we have a Facebook app. Um, the value proposition is that you know, this shows people how they use Facebook um, by having some graphs about their audience size. Um, but before they get to see that, we're gonna, we, we give them some of these psychometric tests and we're mining behavioral data that they've posted to Facebook to look at correlations there. Um, and so that's pretty much it. Um, the open questions are, you know, what are the systems that we might be able to apply this to? Um, you know, the first thing that we've thought about is setting, you know, default privacy settings based on inferred preferences. Um, I think security is also a big opportunity. So, um, you know, maybe how, you know, I, again, I said before about risk perceptions and changing the wording on warnings. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot to, to be discussed there. Um, and that's pretty much it. So this is uh, joint work with uh, Al Peer, um, who's at uh, Barlon University, and also Alessandro has been offering guidance, um, and NSF is funding it. So that's it. <laughs>